This would be an out-of-the-ordinary Thanksgiving weekend, and the festivities would begin the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. In the home at 513 Highland Avenue, you could hear the TV blaring with Walter Cronkite on the CBS Evening News at 6.30 p.m., followed by Leave it to Beaver and the popular The Beverly Hillbillies. Life was changing in this little community and the world. Alex Flynn was home from college and preparing himself for a reunion of sorts. So, here I am, taking a personal inventory of myself, he thought. I'm a freshman in college, and I really don't know who I am. Who is Alex Flynn? He asked the image in the mirror. He took into consideration all of his physical features, as stated on his driver's license. Six foot one, 160 pounds, with blue eyes and dark blonde hair. Not bad to look at, but not considered attractive by most girls, he thought to himself. Perhaps it was his long face, or the fact that he was not as funny as most of his close friends. Because of his poor eyesight, Alex was required to wear glasses. Therefore, he couldn't play sports and didn't have an athletic body. Without any scholastic achievements, teachers considered him not too smart. But he did have a curious mind and a deep interest in people, all kinds of people. If I were born in a different family, how different would I be? Alex pondered for a moment. Even my name would be different. His mother had named him after a cat. As a small child, Alex remembered that strange-looking cat, his mom's favorite pet. She loved that cat so much, but one day it went out and never returned. The loss of that strange cat changed his mother's whole outlook on life. She became distant, cooler, and seemed to lose her interest in life. Alex wondered if she often thought what her life would have been like with a different husband and different children. What difference did it make? I'm me, Alex said as he dressed. He was growing aware of the changes in life that lie ahead. He was in college now and starting on his life journey to who knows where. If only he could make that journey together with his dear friends, all on one team. But he knew that they must each travel their own trail. Even so, he hoped that he could somehow stay connected. However, they had already begun the separation process and were each going their own way. It was like looking at the road map out of St. Louis, knowing they all were traveling on different highways, heading in various directions. Only God knew where they'd end up. Tonight at O'Connor's, Alex was going to ask them for a commitment to strengthen their friendship, and hopefully they could remain connected no matter what lay ahead. The night was cold, with a light drizzle. Alex had to park his car a few blocks from Grove Street High School. He joined the other people walking toward the school parking lot, where a pep rally and bonfire were already in progress. Alex was surprised by the size of the jubilant crowd celebrating the annual community ritual. It was a euphoric occasion, like a homecoming for many of the former high school friends. The purpose of the rally was to unite the community in school in sending the high school football team off to the game with thunderous support. Alex looked around the mass of people as he searched for friendly faces without much luck. The crowd was much larger than he expected, considering the rain and cold. In the center of the parking lot, the large bonfire was ablaze. 
The heat could be felt at a long distance. Alex recognized some faces in the crowd and acknowledged those he knew, but he decided to remain alone in the crowd and kept his spot until the right people presented themselves. He could hear the high school band marching up Grove Street. As it drew closer, it got louder. Everyone started moving to the center of the parking lot as the triumphal band marched in, playing the school's alma mater. The crowd cheered and applauded loudly. The cheerleaders led the parade into the parking lot, followed by the band, fire trucks, floats, and local politicians in convertibles. The grand marshal of the parade was Bob D'Angelo, the head football coach. The procession marched from the volunteer firehouse on Main Street through the small village, turned up Grove Street, and then continued for a half mile to the high school parking lot. 